Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, everyone. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning. And we have with us the one and only Jet Blake, the man, the scientist at large. If you want to get a hold of Jet, you can find him lurking at the Rogue News Discord. And if you need to get into the Rogue News Discord, email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. And before we went live, we were discussing a few things. Uh, hot on the heels, guys. I just want to. I told Jet this before we went live. Uh, literally, almost three years to the day, the same wonderful people that that gave us Event Two Hundred One, which became the 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 the, the pandemic du jour of twenty twenty, has now just finished. They've just completed Jet, a new desktop simulation for an enterovirus originating in brazil isn't that wonderful so we have and jet said oh so we have 60 days <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god luckily he's brought all the farmland so i think we'll be fine <laughs> yeah that's well it's interesting that you uh you brought that up before the show in our brief chat before going live because uh Today's presentation, I actually bring in Bill Gates, or at least the uh, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. Uh, they come up twice in today's show based oh, on boy. Re research. I, we we kind of had cruddy weather for about four days now, but this week CJ asked if I did anything this weekend, and I, I stayed in all weekend, um, just kind of cruddy weather. But I was able to utilize that time because I spent uh, half a day Saturday and three quarters of a day Sunday for today's show. Mm. So I did quite a bit of research, but it does tie in with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And th these shows, I don't know, I, I guess I can quasi-apologize. Some of these shows, like today, is going to be kind of on the complicated side. Let's do it. But I think it's it's important um, if the audience can bear through, and I always recommend taking notes, have a pencil and paper handy. Yeah. Because the, the, the shows are a little bit hard to follow, but they make sense. But this is really 
to help with deep learning because this is an advanced audience to begin with. Otherwise, they wouldn't be tuned in. Yep. And uh, I think this audience can handle this information. Otherwise, I wouldn't do such research. But it's very complicated uh, dots that are connected. And this audience needs this information to be able to forecast the future, what they, you know, whoever they are, what they're up to, and then give us insight so that we can prepare for ourselves and our family. And yep. Jed, to be, to be sure, when you say they, you're talking about one they or many they's? Because the, uh, the pronouns, Jed, we have to be very careful with the pronouns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, joking. Just joking, man. I, Just I don't, yeah, it'd be the... <laughs> It's kind of the which would be subject to debate, and a lot, yeah. a lot of people have their opinions as who they, multiple people are. Right. I, I always, I never go into too much detail. I, I kind of walk on eggshells, even on this this show. I'm afraid that if I if I want 100 on what I really know, and and what we found out, that mm-hmm. I think it'd be difficult, and I, I would lose credibility. I'm nervous at sharing 20% uh, with the audience, and I have difficulty uh, maintaining that I am legit and, and not uh, some fruitcake. Can you imagine if I released 100%? Because I even have difficulty. My my biggest issue, and I know this show's not about me. I'll get to the the research in a minute. But the, uh, the problem, CJ and V, is that I have difficulty and i've had for years dealing with the information that i've discovered and the, the other scientists that i talk to uh, in conferences mm-hmm. i i have great difficulty i have trouble sleeping and i have trouble dealing with uh, the real story of what's going on so i try to boil it down and, and uh, water it down let's say to 20 percent uh, so i don't hit the audience all at once and you can tell what difficulty I have at the 20%. So it's just, I don't know. You know, when I, growing up, I didn't know I was going to end up this way as an adult doing this for a living and have this information. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would sign up for it. I think it just happened over time, but it is, it is disturbing. I, I So I'm, I'm trying to be kind and spoon feed to the audience, at least some of what's going on in the background. But I, if, if I went full out, I would scare the bejeebies out of everyone and freak them out. And I don't want to do that either. But um, what's interesting, I'll tie in. Last week, uh, if I spend maybe just two minutes talking about the color of magenta and how that's the color of the year, Viva Magenta, Live Long Magenta. CJ, I gave you a, a uh, yes. one of the links is Magenta Spectrum. Mm. Do you see that? that right, okay, yeah, right there. So what's interesting is um, when, you, when you're creating colors, the brain has three color photoreceptors. We have a red, green, and a blue. Well, colors uh, are assigned based on their color emission of these photoreceptors. Now, uh, magenta is a combination of red around uh, 609 nanometers, give, give or take, say, six nanometers. 609 nanometers for red and 476 nanometers for the blue slash violet. Magenta is a combination of that red 
and blue-violet. Well, if you average the two numbers, uh, because they, they have a uh, RGB color spectrum when they're mapping out colors, uh, especially in science, this is a color uh, spectrum chart, wavelength chart. The average between the 609 nanometer red, 476 nanometer blue, is 542 nanometers green. But what happens is, this is a psychological phenomenon. The brain, the brain, when it averages the two end spectrums and it comes in the middle, the brain will not assign 542, it will not assign the green to your brain. Yeah. You should be seeing a, a, a green. And that's that's if you look at that triangle, that's that third dot at the peak, the top of the triangle. Yeah. See that green. That's what we should be seeing, but the brain refuses to do that because green is part of the uh, photoreceptors. It's a sure. primary color. Yep. So what the brain does is the brain, instead of signaling us to see the green, the brain invents magenta, which doesn't exist. Oh, it, that's it's, wild, it's, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's a phantom color. It does not exist. So the brain doesn't want to it's interesting because when i because i'm into like cameras and tech and all this other stuff and and televisions and stuff uh one of the the hardest colors to emulate is green um and a lot of the rgb led te uh, televisions and whatnot uh, a lot of manufacturers are using uh two uh greens or two yellows to get a more accurate green because green is the hardest color to reproduce yeah uh, uh, you know through through light so this is interesting. Yeah. So uh, uh, just a couple more points, and then we'll get to the main show. But this is this is related. And uh, I didn't have time last week to bring it up. But this, this is a good review. So magenta does not exist in the visible light spectrum. So our brain artificially creates this magenta color. The magenta number sequence, when you're dealing with red, green, blue of the primary photoceptors. Magenta is assigned 255 for the red, zero for the green, and 255 for the blue. So in its coding, its international coding, magenta is 255, comma, zero, comma, 255. Well, if you, if you do the digital root, of the numbers 255 comma 0 comma 255 that equates to 33 or 33 <laughs> say that again 255 yeah 2 255 mm -hmm. so 2 plus 5 plus 2 plus 5 plus 5 is 12 1 plus 2 is 3 mm -hmm. and same thing on the blue you have 33 or 33 you know, the, the Masonic 33. Sure. Um, for the, the magenta. So what we're finding out is uh, evidently, I could be wrong on this, but th this is our hunch so far in our research. And I told the audience we'd be uh, doing research on this. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards, and we'll continue to do research, but this this will be months down the road. I think when, when this color is shown, and we'll see it in the advertisement. 
you know, cell phone companies are already using it in their phone campaign. In fact, one of the cell phone companies has the Magenta plan. <laughs> they actually call it. Hey, man, that's T-Mobile, and I have yeah. <laughs> yeah, they actually call it. And then, yeah, of course, you'll, I'm sure you'll be seeing the color all over the place during halftime shows at yeah. uh, sporting events. And, yeah. and the list goes on as 2023 rolls. I, 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 full disclosure, I am on the Magenta Ultra Plan, Jet, so I don't know how okay. initiated I am at this point. Well, I, I think when you see that, uh, what this does is this affects your uh, hippocampal signaling. So mm. I think it's it's a way to my, – my first thoughts, and so far the – the data is indicating this is correct. It could, it could change later as we do research, but this color that will be flashed and shown is just a way to uh, up program subconsciously an, an individual. It, it creates a uh, hypnotic state to program the subconscious through the light signaling. So whatever message, if that's flashing in the background, there's something during during that color being flashed or something that's being stated, uh, a flickerate in that messaging that'll bypass the frontal lobe and uh, program the subconscious. I think they're pretty sneaky. They're pretty advanced and influencing certain forms of mind control. They're way, way ahead of the 1960s and 70s technology. So with that being said, I'll get back to the, the main lesson uh for today that kind of ties in the bill and melinda gates foundation in a very unique way bright seed uh, cj if you go to their main website bright seeds an interesting company brightseed.com on there yeah they uh they are a uh, bioscience company and they uh, incorporate uh the general term AI or artificial intelligence and the molecular level using their AI F O R A G like for like you're forging in a woods in the forest forger. So their forger uh, AI computer is pretty neat. If you go to CJ uh, technology, see the technology tab at the top. If you click on that and scroll down just a little bit, they have a, a very interesting video. If you could play that with the sound. Yeah, it's coming up right there with the flower. And we'll just listen. I think it's like a two minute video. We'll listen to that. It's interesting. I think we underappreciate the role that plants play in our everyday lives. They give us food, clothing, fuel, materials, personal care, medicine, but all of this richness comes from less than 0.1% of plant molecules. Science doesn't know what the other 99.9% .9 of these compounds do. Traditionally, trying to generate knowledge out of plants is very hard. Plant genomes are incredibly complex. They can be double, triple, eight times the size of human genomes. But at Brightseed, we know the one way to find better answers faster is advanced computation. And that's why we built Forager. Forager is a computational intelligence that helps us illuminate the world of plant compounds at a much deeper level and at a speed much faster than human intelligence. 
we go around the world and source plant species and go through a systematic process of preparation. We do finer and finer fractionations to try to capture as purified sets of compounds as possible. Then we feed them into Forager and generate data. The other component is we teach Forager decades worth of high-level biomedical research to take that information on plants and map it to the world of human biological systems and make those connections that we can't see. It performs similar to a Google search engine. Instead of indexing the world's information and the world's websites, Forager indexes the information of plants and their compounds. You can search for a health benefit and go directly to a hotspot. Forager already found a bioactive compound that is critical for maintaining a healthy metabolism. And it did so 10 times faster than traditional research. In a matter of months, it has mapped hundreds of thousands of molecules Soon, it will reach millions. We can, of course, apply those to health, but also many places in which we can benefit going from synthetics to naturals. It will transform industries entirely, even biology and how we think about the plant kingdom. And that, in turn, will transform human society for generations to come. So basically, this thing gives big tech a way to, uh, to finally patent something that is natural or that is natural and found in nature, something they could never do before because now yep. they can isolate a compound. That's what this whole damn forager thing is about. It has nothing to do with making our lives a better place, switching us right. from chemicals to naturals. No, it has more corporate control, more big agra, more big pharma, more control over a plant compound, which they could not patent before. Now they could. And how this plant compound will get into the human body and our wider range of food supply is anybody's guess man i don't like it jet right right so uh thanks a lot v for uh uh summing up the show and reaching the my conclusion the punchline thank you <laughs> ruined a whole hour show dude. sorry man i'm sorry <laughs> but go ahead you can so, fill in all the details okay so now that the listening audience v blew the whole thing as he's 100 accurate that's that's what i was heading to and of course he did, did it much faster how about if i fill in um, between A and Z. So Absolutely, I, man. Get, get to the a, granular. Yeah. yeah, this is A and, and, and V, you, you had the correct conclusion. So to, f to connect the dots in between that, uh, that's exactly what these AI programs do. There's a second one in the show I'll mention in, in Silico in their AI format. But staying here with Forager and Brightseed, the, the founder and CEO of Brightseed is Jim Flat. He was shown there in the video. Uh, he's a highly esteemed member of the World Economic Forum. So keep that in mind. So uh, one of the, the, the first breakthrough that mentioned in that video of Brightseed with the Forger AI is they came, uh, discovered two compounds, uh, NCT, which is N-trans caffeine oil triamine, and NFT, N-trans oil, triamine. So NCT and NFT was discovered with their AI software. These are uh, anti-inflammatory. That's, that's a good thing. And believe it or not, some of the largest concentrations, and this is what they studied uh, when they um, researched it in the lab, and they... Uh, did filtration and uh, titration to get uh, concentrates. They found that the hemp holes, 
hemp holes and hemp seed shells mm-hmm. have the highest concentrations of NCT and NFT. Well, what, what do NCTs and NFTs, besides anti-inflammatory, what they are is they are microRNAs. MicroRNAs control the kinds and amounts of proteins a cell makes. They control gene expression. They're non-coding RNA, and they have 22 uh, base pairs. So microRNA controls protein cell and gene expression. Well, these microRNAs underwent major uh, studies, and they found that they have a great influence in biological pathways. They are effective in influencing neural functions, such as axon guidance, mm. hippocampal signaling, and neurotrophin signaling. Oh, what is that? I just I just gave some big. Yeah, you, you basically everything that controls motor units, uh, thoughts, um, uh, feelings, emotions. Uh, you're, you're talking total hacking of an organism. With uh, exa- these components. Exactly right. So, what what these do? Uh, in, in a in a minute, I'll have uh, CJ play a very interesting minute and a half video on axon guidance, because okay. these uh, micro RNAs they affect axon guidance, hippocampal signaling, and neurotrophin signaling. Neurotrophin signaling is the family of proteins that play a central role in developing of neurons. So they regulate axonal and dendritic growth and guidance. That's your neural network. It's how your brain neural network develops and grows or spreads. That's the neurotrophin signaling. Axon guidance, which the video he'll play in a minute, uh, is a very... uh, highly detailed, excellent video on uh, how axon guidance, axons grow. And your hippocampal signaling, as V touched on, it involves your declarative memory and your spatial memory pathways. So your declarative memory or your facts and events recall, spatial memories are pathways, uh, like a taxi cab driver understanding all the ins and outs and back alleys of New York city. That would right. be your, your pathways. So uh, CJ, if you could play that minute and a half video on axon guidance. Connections. This network enables us to move, communicate and remember. Its formation starts with the birth of neurons and their migration to the brain region where they will function. After reaching this region, neurons form two types of extensions, dendrites and axons. Dendrites are tree-like structures that receive synaptic inputs from thousands of other neurons. While neurons can generate multiple dendrites, they mostly form only one axon. Axons carry information from the neuron to other cells located in or outside the brain. 
axons often grow over a long distance to contact their target cells. Their path is determined by guidance proteins. Guidance proteins either repel or attract growing axons. They're detected by a hand-like structure at the axon's leading tip, the growth cone. Different proteins act together to guide each individual axon to its final target. During a large part of its journey, an axon may converge with other axons into large bundles. Analogous to a car changing lanes on the highway, the position of an axon within a bundle changes during its journey. This position is regulated by guidance proteins present in the bundle and determines which part of a specific brain region the axon will enter. Once an axon reaches its synaptic target region, it selects its target cell from among thousands of other cells on the basis of the expression of specific molecular labels. Similar labels direct axons to specific parts of the cell, where synaptic contacts are generated. Synapses convey information from one cell to another. Okay, so what's happening is now that computers are advanced enough to map and model and single out these uh, components, and as the, the co-founder in the video of Brightseed said, they only know 0.01%. So there's 99.9% the biggest challenge of chemical compounds in plants on, on planet Earth yet to be discovered. The speed at which Forger AI is 100, 1,000-fold versus a traditional discovery. So it just exponentially uh, speeds this up. But this is so companies, as you mentioned, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, have now the ability to patent these. And uh, the World Economic Forum wrote a white paper in 2018, I think around April 2018, about influencing the United States and other countries' patent law to make it easier for AI to file for patents versus a human, human being. Uh, that's by design because the, the AIs are going to be coming up with such compounds as NCT and NFT. If you can patent these, then what that means is that would give a corporation the ability to own and control technology on how to map or neurodesign a brain. They would control that technology. They would have the intellectual IP, the patents, on how to rewire a brain or wire a brain, a new brain developing at birth. That gives them godlike powers. That's the whole purpose of the software and then these partnerships. Because if you go to back to brightseed.com, CJ, the original, the brightseed.com website, and one of the tabs up there on brightseed.com, see partnerships? If you click on partnerships and you scroll down a little bit, you'll see. Keep going. Right there. What? Hold on. Go up a second. Now keep going down. 
Yep, that's it. You're coming up on it down a little bit. See right there. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is their first case study 01. Isn't that interesting? So the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation didn't waste time developing a relationship with Brightseed. That's the first case study. So in here, they want to improve. This is what the press release says. Uh, it sounds good on paper. Improving birth outcomes with bioactives. They're, what, they, what they find is they call them hero ingredients in these plants. So NCT, your, your trans, caffeine oil, tyramine, or ferro oil, tyramine, these are hero ingredients. So here they're contracted to find these uh, bioactive ingredients to improve birth outcomes. Now, what's interesting is those of us who've listened to him over the years, TED Talks and other type platforms, what does Bill Gates always champion in the group that he's always associated with? World Economic Forum and these other Bilderberger type Davos groups. You hear the word uh, eugenics. What's that bring to mind? Well, definitely the the globalists. You know, World Economic Forum, the technocrats. Yeah, and they're all about depopulation. Yep. Okay, so it seems contradictory. Why why would they care about improving birth outcomes? Well, you want, if you want to create a slave population, then then you'd care about birth outcomes and the type of genetic traits that you would want all the while telling the idiot parents oh look you can custom make your own child and they're going ahead and they're injecting god knows what genes they're creating a perfect slave that's the only reason why and there's no other reason for eugenicists to care about birth rates apart from creating a a, 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 a you know a special group of slaves yeah, if you can if you can control the growing, yeah, the engineering of a human being, then you would want to investigate these technologies and then apply for patents when you find these hero ingredients, yep. these these hero molecules. So with unlimited money, they're able to uh, get in contact with these phenomenal companies and their AI programs, and that's my understanding and my guts telling me, and as a research scientist, that's the motivation behind these partnerships and funding they they take these uh, companies that have good intent breaking down uh plant uh, molecular biology finding these hero molecules yeah and uh they could have benefits in uh, alleviating fatty liver disease and other things of that nature but when you have the big guys uh <clears throat> writing grants and funding they have a different motive and then when they want to influence patent law to allow ai to patent these and then they would control the discovery because if, if you're a grant issuer and you're funding a project then you own the results of that project that's why you fund it yeah. so they're uh they're at a point now where they're being very sneaky that's the point of today's presentation to the audience they are 10 12 levels ahead of society uh, the lamestream media will never cover this. They don't have the intellect, nor you know they do as they told anyway. But if if you're dealing with the expression four or five D chess, they're absolutely at 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 five D because they're wanting now to own and control these hero molecules, and then they can uh, engineer life forms, plant human animal, and then they would own 
that plant, human or animal. Lock, stock and barrel, uh, they'll own it. In order to do that, they had to have technologies, which are fi finally here, like these AIs of Brightseed, to do the uh, unmeasurable task uh, that would take humans 80, 80 years at least, uh, a group of PhDs, 80 years uh, that now can be done as they brag, and, and they're not kidding, eight or nine months. So the AI can do in eight, nine months what traditionally took 80 years of a group of PhDs to find these hero molecules. So if you go to um, insilico.com, CJ, I think I gave you that link, that company, their homepage. Yep. Artificial intelligence for every step of pharmaceutical research and development. Now in, in silico, they have um, pharma AI. So Brightsea called theirs Forager and Silica calls theirs pharma dot AI. And um, there's an interesting video. I, think <clears throat> under... I mean, the Latin word for pharma is what? Sorcery? Yes. Yeah. Sources. So this is AI and sorcery. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. But they had um, the video. Did I give you a video? Uh, if you look, boy, I can't see on my screen. That's so small. Yeah, they want pandanomics. That's it. Yeah, play that. This one. This is interesting. Pandanomics. I don't hear any volume. Is there any, is there any sound? It's, it's muted. We hit the sound. Pandanomics is an AI platform that uses deep learning modules to find new therapeutic targets for a given disease in significantly less time and for significantly less cost than traditional drug discovery methods. The platform draws on trillions of data points, including omics data samples, compounds and biologics, patents, grants, clinical trials, and publications. The AI algorithm analyzes the data and relevant genes and identifies a number of likely new drug targets. The targets are ranked based on their likelihood to succeed across a range of metrics, including novelty, biological relevance, confidence, commercial tractability, drug ability, and safety. Pandaomics has identified new targets for cancer, COVID-19, and ALS. In Silico Medicine's lead drug, an AI-discovered and AI-designed drug for idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, is currently in clinical trials. It has broken records at every stage in its development. Okay, so this is interesting. This is the, they call it uh, Pandaomics is one of their uh, program platforms with this AI. And they bring up a good point uh, in, in silico. And it's true. It takes traditionally 10 years and over a billion dollars to bring one drug to market. 90% of drugs fail in the early discovery phase. And then 90% fail during early stages of its clinical trials. So their premise of their company with their AI 
is you can save 10 years in a billion dollars because the AI runs very advanced algorithms, analytics, and cuts it down into, instead of 10 years, nine to 12 months and saving anywhere from 600 to 700 million dollars so you know who wouldn't be interested in that but here's what's interesting <laughs> they're they're building the first autonomous ai run robotic lab to do analysis synthesis testing all ai robotic and it's going to be opening in suzhou china about 350 miles from Wuhan. So what, what's happening is we're starting to have AI and robotics that are doing this uh, mimicking deep fake learning. And they're going to be developing gene recognition, hero molecule identification, patent application, construction and testing all with robotics and AI. We're at the early stages where AI and robotics will own and control and be able to manufacture humans, plants, and animals. Absolutely, they will. I'm not saying next year or two years from now, but 12 years from now, oh yeah, absolutely. Who's, where's the oversight? Who's gonna, who's gonna control this? These will be owned and controlled by just a handful of the most powerful and wealthiest corporations. Now, it's interesting if you go to in Silico, back to their homepage, the website, CJ. In Silico? Yeah, you just had it up there, their website. Right, uh, in Silico. There we go. Yeah, if you scroll down, I think there's at the very bottom, there's a news or press. The, yeah, keep going, news. All right, see there. Now, see the one with the steering wheel? It looks like a robot uh, driving that car with the steering wheel. That's a press release that the Gates Foundation, boy, we keep hearing the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now they're contracted with Encilico. So they're contracted with BrightSeed AI on plant genomes. Now this is human pharmaceutical and silico genomes. And they have a grant there for uh, designing contraceptive birth control. So to me, I go, well, which is it? Is it is it bright seed to help with the birthing of children or in silico for birth control to not have children? What, Bill and Melinda Gates, were they all over the map? Are they schizophrenic? Bipolar? What's going on here? Well, V touched on it. That's what the whole premise of the show is these wealthy 501c3 corporations, these foundations and so forth, they, they really control the, they control the world and they want to own all these hero molecular structures. They want to own and control the basic components that construct plants, animals, and humans bottom line. They're going to have the capability where AI and robots can find, discover, and replicate life and have full control. 
Yep. What, what's, what's I mean, what, what, what better way to inject patentable gene-specific components into a person than through jabs? Mandatory jabs. And what, what better way to inoculate the sheep and get the sheep moving in the, in the herd-like mentality than by creating all sorts of uh, quote-unquote pandemics? Right. So you have, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, they just ran a simulation. So that means, you know, we've got 60 days to prepare. That seems to be the typical timeline. These are the same organizations that are pushing the WHO, the World Health Organization, to have global jurisdiction on defining, declaring pandemics and with brute force, with a gun to your head, force uh, vaccinations. That's, That's what they really want with this treaty. That's not exaggerating. That's a fact. And then they mentioned they want a 500 vaccine regiment by 2030. You know, combination for for children, male, female. But that's that's where this ha- this is this would be a technocratic global control. The infrastructure is already on its way. All the lobbyists have infiltrated all the governments. The UN and the WHO are highly subsidized. Bank of International Settlements, World Bank, IMF, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Klaus Schwab Group, Bill Melinda Gates. It's the same characters over and over again. They have global uh, dominance and control. So they think, and they're having all the infrastructure, all the background, all the legwork is being done. You and I and our families, we've been written out a long time ago. They, They kicked us off in the early 70s back when Henry Kissinger was probably in his 40s or whatever, and he had the young Klaus Schwab back then uh, there in Switzerland. All this has really been designed and initiated in the early 70s, uh, right about when they uh, had Nixon take the U.S. dollar off the gold standard. This would help. That was the beginning of the ability for fiat currencies and then black budgets. It's easier to do that when you don't have to have physical gold and silver accounting when you have uh, fiat currencies. This is all by design. So this had been planned, initiated in the 70s. This has been planned in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So when the World Economic Forum talks about the fourth industrial revolution, that's just a code word for the fourth Reich type. So this this is this is this is tough. This is very d- difficult. Um, I, what I don't know is, can, can you resist this? You can't resist this at an international or a federal level because the, the corruption and the influence is rock solid. That's why they're kind of in your face and don't hide it anymore because there's no way they're going to be brought to justice or prosecuted or removed. So that, that leaves you strictly at the local level. And then you have to wonder at a local level, community or township, how long can you be isolated and how long can you f- function against a global agenda? And what's the timeline look like? It's not looking, it's not looking good at all 12 years from now between the, the drones. Uh, Cause here's, I mean, I could stop here if you have any questions before I go on on some of my hypothesis. No, no, keep going. Okay. Um, what, what I had a sneaky suspicion, and, and I've ha- had a few clients, you might think this is 
unusual. But here's, I, I've been getting phone calls and I've done a, a couple already as a consultant. It, it Here's where it's going to get. A huge business, if, if you're not part of the globalists, which, which I'm not, is biosecurity. Another way of explaining that would be crop or grow house security. So already uh, this business hasn't been formed. I guess this is at the early stages where uh, I've been asked, how do you take a grow facility, an indoor grow facility, and secure it from a biotech? Because now you have to start thinking, if you have a facility, and the first ones that are going to be attacked are like cannabis growing facilities, because that's a cash cow, there's a lot of money involved. So these smaller grow house facilities that are licensed, they're going to be sabotaged by these Fortune 50 companies. How are they going to sabotage it? They're going to have drones the size of a 50 cent piece fly and fly inside a grow facility, maybe go through their air handlers, their makeup air, and spray or release plant pathogens that could literally wipe out a 20, 50, $100 million cannabis grow farm, destroy the mother plants and everything. How are you going to recover from that? You're not. So whether it's a cannabis or it's growing uh, real organic fruits and vegetables, you have to start thinking now because the time is coming that, that you have to design a facility that can withstand a, a chemical contaminant or a plant pathogen implant through advanced drone technology. That's how bad it's going to get. And I've got the know-how technology that I've already consulted. I know how to do that. I started this back in 2007 with, with just a, a, a couple of facilities. No one, no one even thought of it. It wasn't even on the radar. So if, if, if you have a community or you're in, you're in the grow business, if you're not thinking of the threats and have contingencies of what, what will be happening 10 years from now, you'll never recover. It, we have, we're forced. We have to be forced. What, are, what are some of the contingency? Because I, I do know, you know, for a fact, there are large swans of countries that are against what is occurring, especially this, 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 uh, this pension for this death cult that's emanating out of the, out of the West here. Uh, but apart from that, what are some of the, 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 contingencies that people could do. I mean, the war is, like you said it best, the war is to stay organic. Yes. You know, uh, what can what can people do in light of this? Well, <laughs> that's, you, you might not like my answer. I'm trying to rack, I'm trying to rack my brains. This is part of what I said where I have trouble sleeping. I'm not kidding. I have trouble sleeping at night and it's not like, you know, Jet Blake, I'm some superhero can save the world. No, not by any means, but I, I am a research scientist. I am on the good side. I absolutely believe that. I have not been compromised. I see what they're up to at the highest levels 
the sneakiness of wanting to change patent law with these AIs and finding these hero molecules. I know exactly what, and they're, and they're I, I, I love how they say it's hero molecules. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, they're unlimited in funding and, yeah. and we're in a shoestring budget and we're starving to death and we have old lab equipment and not getting any help. Uh, typical, you know, David and Goliath type stuff. Sure. But, uh, Here's what I see, and there's no way around this. I don't think, just being realistic, um, I can't get people concerned about this. I don't know if it frightens them too much and they turn off and they just want to watch you know, Netflix episodes and be in their comfort zone. I can't get people, even high-ranking CEOs and bankers, to understand that life's threatened at an organic level. They just kind of yawn and uh, nothing. I can't get anyone to see <laughs> I mean, emergency that they, I have. they need to go to an American indoor water park for a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like what I did. My God. And they'll see how life is threatened at an organic level. Jeez Louise. Right. So they, uh, uh, They've, they've dumbed us down. They've poisoned us through the food and water. It's obvious uh, they, they've got us to where in a position where psychologically and physically we're less likely to resist this. But I think the solution, unfortunately, is it's not going to be cheap. A community would have to pull together and you'd have to design a, a grow house, an indoor grown house, grow house, so a community garden. And then... 10 to 12 years from now, that facility would have to have designs implemented to ward off bio attacks through drones that, that will want to contaminate. Let's say you have a township and a town has a town that has 2,000, 4,000 people, small, you know, rural town, whether it's Missouri, Indiana, Kentucky, Kansas, typical mid Midwest, it could be upstate New York, but you, you have a town that pulled together and they want to stay organic and they're supporting local farmer markets, which I highly suggest if you can support a farmer's market, then a retail grocery store, uh, use your funds to support locally owned and grown farmers, local businesses. That's always a, a way to help. But if, let's say a township got together and said, you know, we're going to fund this and we're going to have a giant in-house garden year-round growing absolutely i'd be like now you're smart you're pulling together as a community one last thing you need to design this thing because they're going to want to kill everything that's inside that because you're a threat you'll have to design it thinking 10 years ahead you have to design it to where drones can't get in and contaminate your food you know how difficult this is, guy. <laughs> I'm trying to tell it you. It is, and you know the whole thing is is like, look, you know, before we went live, I told you guys what I was doing this weekend. You know, was uh, went out to uh, an indoor water park here in the mid in the, in the Midwest region of the United States, and I was shocked, man. I was shocked at how many fat people. I mean, morbids, land whales walking around, and I'm like swimming with the whales, literally, literally. It was like something out of National Geographic, Jed. I was terrified. And not only that, you had little four and five year old kids who look like 80 to 90 pound bowling balls. They look like a, a five pound bologna in a two pound sack. It was incredible to witness this. I mean, my God. And here's my fear. I, I, I fear that the majority of freaking Americans don't care. As long as you make their GMO burger and their GMO fake pizza. I mean, literally, I'm watching people ordering 80 cases 
of pizza for a pizza party, and it's not real pizza. Like I'm from New York. If I was caught eating like a uh, uh, chain restaurant pizza, my friends from New York would 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 probably hang me upside down. Okay, I I, I I'm, I'm I have like this uh, PTSD about pizza. Okay, if I don't eat the right kind of pizza, I'm I'm talking about real pizza, real food with real you know sauce and then real dough. These people are eating like yoga mat variety, right? The same type of chemicals that you find in yoga mats, I- imitation cheese, GMO tomato sauce, terrible, terrible stuff. And I think, Jet, that the majority of Americans, 90-some-odd percent, do not care about staying organic. I think the vast majority of them, if you make it taste good and you tell them some bullshit story like hero molecules are in this pizza, they're going to eat it because it has hero molecules and it tastes really good. So my point is, what's the – dude, honestly speaking, like me to you, yeah, like I can get you out of this fucking country – and get you into a place where they care about keeping organic and they're fighting organic. And you know what country I'm talking about? Because you you harped you 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 mentioned it before. Yes, I can get you there as a as a, as a refugee and your scientific background. They will take you in a heartbeat. I'm I'm, a, heartbeat. I'm, I'm afraid that might happen. I think that might happen. You should because right now, because yes. look, it, it's like I'm seeing this whole thing happening from a financial level. There is no escaping what is coming. At a financial level, we have, if we're lucky, maybe two years, right? Yep. Yep. And when the shit does hit the fan, then what? A lot of people are like, well, you're going to stay here and I'm going to fight. And nobody's going to do shit. I was in the weekend, in the, again, the water yep. park. These land whales and these moo cows that are walking around, they're not in fighting shape. They're not ready to fight anything. They haven't even suffered. This country's never suffered. Never suffered. Nobody's fighting anything. You know, so it's like, it's like, man, what is the fucking point? It's it's like when you're in a place where it's like you're on the Titanic and 95% of the people that are on the Titanic are dumb idiots. You know what you got to do? You got to you, you there's a, there's a time where we talk and we try to build camaraderie and people that are listening into this program are people that are already attuned to what the hell's going on. We need to quietly get onto those lifeboats in the middle of the night and lower those lifeboats back into the ocean and get the fuck away from this ship because it's going to go down. Correct. Yep. So it, it, uh, 100% agree. Here's what we found out. We think at max, it will be 3% that want to remain organic. So if I use that illustration of, of a township of two to 4,000 people, you're only going to get 3% that would listen to me as a, as a scientist and that are forward thinkers. They see the problems here and what's coming and say, yeah, we need to get our own growth. You'd have 3%. I, I'm afraid that 3% isn't enough to have an impact. I don't think they can have the resources to build a large enough facility to grow and then have that uh, secured grow house to yes. feed their families. I'm thinking if that's the case, which it seems the numbers seem to indicate, the United States is too far gone. It's never going to recover. No. to say that. Exactly. Then 100%. if you get on the lifeboats and row away from the Titanic because it is sinking, Absolute sinking. Where do we go? And then, yeah, I, I've got the the pedigree. The I have the technologies. I can go on a, a visa, and I I can help a, a large region that would take this seriously, and and use my wits and my discovery against the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation type groups. But what was that due to the listening audience? So if you have the rogue news audience and say it's it, it's it's around twenty five thousand people. 
not, not all 25,000 people can get on that rowboat and row away. So I, I think myself, my immediate family, we, we get on that private jet. I take my technologies. I've worked hard for this. I might buy some time for me, but, but I really, the reason why I can't sleep at night is I'm worried about the 25,000 Rogue News listeners where I know they don't have that option. What are they going to do? It's not looking good, guys. Yeah, I think I think most of the people that are listening to to this channel are either already have a, a plan B, or at their plan B locations already, or they've already prepped for what is occurring. I I know a lot of people, man, especially this going into twenty twenty three. I know a lot of my clientele, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four are going to be punching out. They're they're leaving. I know guys that are heading out to to some parts in in the in the, in the east. Uh, others are, you know, are, are heading out to, you know, countries that are part of the multipolar world that are resistant and have been resistant for quite some time against what is happening, this yeah. whole Western technocratic bullshit. Um, so, you know, it, it's they're, they're making preps. The rest of the, the of those that can't move are, you know, are, are making the best of, uh, of, of, of staying where they are, uh, staying within, within their networks and their neighborhoods and, and their communities and, and try to have some sort of a, a, a stand. And my whole thing is, is like, look, man, it's like this, this is heading for a great economic malaise. I think I think the West is going into another, uh, d- you know, dark ages. I, you know, I've, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think uh, I think we're heading into and, the, and one of the one of the things that are synonymous with the dark ages is is feudalism. And I think we're heading for another age of neo feudalism. Yep. And it's not going to be like that overtly because you still have. But I can still go to Whole Foods and get my organic. Yeah, you'll have your organic food. With with uh, super nutrients in there, with uh, you know super uh, 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 nutrients and super components and super ingredients, and and it'll be organic, you know. Um, I mean, these it's it's like they'll they'll the bread and circus will continue for the slaves, and the most masterful thing, like what uh, Aldous Huxley talks about in A Brave New World, is uh, this the, the the art of this whole entire thing is for the slave to never know that he's a slave. Right, you know the the and that's the whole thing. They, and they'll be drugged up. There'll be enough entertainment, enough garbage to keep them glued in and plugged into TikTok and whatnot. Yep. And, and you know things will continue here. And it's it, it's a neo feudalistic society. I think uh, the United States, uh, you know, which has been living on a myth created after World War II, is just about over. I mean, the chickens are coming home to roost, man. Absolutely. So it's a matter of what strategies to develop. The ship is absolutely sinking. It's it's more than uh, halfway underwater. How fast can you get on that boat and row? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm open up. I'm open to any suggestions. I've had offers in Philippines, Costa Rica, and Ecuador because of my technologies and know-how. But um, I don't know. I, I was trying to help this community and primarily United States and Canada since I'm here in the Midwest and. Uh, I'm not getting any support. No one's taking us seriously. Why? Why? Why take you seriously? Hey, look, man, the Giants are playing this Sunday. <laughs> why do I take? Come on, I can call a Pizza Hut. Uh, There's super ingredients in Pizza Hut. They got mozzarella, mozz hyphen arella cheese. It's not mozzarella cheese. It's a simulation of mozzarella cheese. Yeah. But my brain interprets it as if it's mozzarella cheese. So why do I need to take you seriously, Jet, when the Giants are playing on Sunday and I get my paycheck on Friday and Budweiser's flowing? Well, here, here to, to let the audience know, there is already over 25 to $27 billion allocated to vertical 
growing facilities, either aeroponics, hydroponics. These grow facilities are highly secured and they're owned by these 501c3 corporations. Yep. So they 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 know where this is headed. They're they're the quarterback. <laughs> and here's the funny they're, thing, Chet. Their and facilities here- are heavily guarded and everything, but us <clears throat> that want to be organic, the three percent, I can't get the three percent to to rally together and cooperate. It's not looking good at all. No, and here's another thing, right? Um, we, you know, I, I, I seriously started changing my tune, uh, especially after I saw that documentary died suddenly, which I saw like two, three weeks ago, and then my head still spins from it. And I, I recommend anybody who hasn't seen died suddenly go ahead and and watch it. And when and and, and listening to you know watching the documentary and listening to one one guy who was uh, not part of the documentary but is connected to it. Uh, who does uh, actuarial sciences for insurance companies and financial services for risk mitigation um, and, and risk management, you know, when you start taking into just the economic metrics of what happens when you have tens of millions of people dropping dead from the jibby jab, which is happening now, the economic ramifications of that is monstrous, monstrous. So here's the funny thing. The funny thing is, no one's calculating what's going to happen when large swaths of airline pilots are dead, when doctors are dead, when a large swaths of nurses are dead because they've been forced to take the jib jab, jibby jab, right? Yep. You, the, the West is culling their population because they bought into this Malthusian uh, death cult, this Malthusian idea of population reduction, but they're the only ones reducing population for themselves. And so they will have a neo-feudalistic future. When I look at these fat kids, these fat little boys running around in this water park that I was over in, the, in you know, over this weekend, and seeing the the the, the literally they, they they should have bras, they have tits, little boys running around with tits yeah. hanging out, it's disgusting, right? And 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 breast tissue, and I'm like, my God, the level of estrogen in these kids is incredible. And I and 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 when 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 the future for those kids, when I looked at them, here's the future of America, Jet. Okay, in the new neo-feudalistic America, the majority of the American middle and working class will be working in sweatshops or the sex trade. That's it. That's well, it. If if I uh, l- let me uh, let me ask you this, and we, and we can uh, talk off air. I uh, I had about a forty-minute conversation almost two weeks ago. Uh, Crypto Cowboy was in there, and some others on your Rogue News Discord. Yeah. Because I'll pop in there. Um, it was pretty serious conversation. Let me know if you and CJ would be willing to hear. Remember, I talked about I only re- reveal twenty percent, not a hundred percent. Yeah, because I'm, I'm afraid of the repercussions. If if you if you want to really know how bad it's going to get, and have the bejeebies scared out of the, the listening audience, but in a way where I tell a story and the, the listener will have to decide how accurate is Jet Blake's story or is it just fantastical? Is it pure speculation? I could tell a story next week of the ultimate goal, especially 40 years from now, what they have planned and it involves blockchain. It involves genetics. As I mentioned, AI, 
robotics, ownership of genetics, and off-planet activities. And if you understood yeah. this, let's, this let's, true let's, story, let's, it will scare let's the do living it. daylight. See, do do we have time, CJ? Do we do we have uh, Harley next? or? Well, <clears throat> I'm not sure Jet wants to do it. What, what format do you want, Jet? Uh, it's it's up to you guys. It's because uh, it's your show. I don't know what you're. I'm, I'm, if, if Harley's not next, man, I'm willing to do it right here, right now. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to make sure he wasn't wanting to do it just strictly on the on the Discord or do it here. No, let's uh, do it here. Let's do it live. The, this is the right. year we got to pump it all out. 2023 Jet. It's balls to the wall for you and for me and for everybody on Rogue. 2023 is the year we get all the information out. We, we, we bust our ass in creating as much income, uh, uh, streams of income as much as possible and get our ducks in a row and, and our houses in order. 2023 is it. Balls to the wall. Jet Blake, let's do it. Okay. Well, I, it, the, uh, I think it was very sobering. Uh, Crypto Cowboy, I think he absorbed a lot of it because um, we, we talk we talk to once in a while one on one. Yeah. And I, I enjoy his. His insight, but the part of this is kind of up his alley. He's more of an expert than than I am on blockchain. But uh, let me preface this: if you've given permission to go on, this this would be a yep. Let's do it. Go forward. For the audience. I don't know how many people are listening to this, but a lot of people, I guess, they can rewatch it on your yep. uh, Twitch. The <laughs> let me preface this as, as a story. So let's say it's story time, it's we're camping and there's a, a good fire going on and we're making s'mores and everything. Let me tell you a, a particular storyline and it's up to you and the audience to see if there's any validity to it. The problem is some of us like me might not be around when this finally does happen. And I don't know as far as the, the human population if it does any good to forecast something 20, 30 years ahead of time. But maybe you can view this as entertainment as well. So here's here's what we found out what the end game is. Through these, uh, the advancements of computers and quantum computers uh, get involved as well. Quantum computers, what, what they're able to do is they're able to access uh, a dimension other than ours. So it, it depends if, again, this, this is wild. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, most, 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 majority of people here are very familiar with quantum computing. Go ahead. Okay. And I, if there's any comments I, on my end, I can't see if anyone's scrolling. And if this is live, is anyone commenting in the chat box? Are you oh, guys yeah, able funny. to see anything? Yeah. Okay. Plenty of, all, all positive. Go for it. Is, is it positive? Okay. Yep. I don't know if they said get that jackass. No, 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 no. Never. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I could just tell you from our, our experience and, and the research scientists that I talk with besides myself, quantum computing is, is a gateway. It's able to uh, interact with life forms or an intelligence that are not in our dimension right so if you want to tech yeah i i use the word demons but they, they'll use the word uh alien not non-human sure. or or non-human organic earth-based 
So these sure. are life forms that uh, alien, but they're multi-dimensional. Dimensional, right? The problem that I've always said with the scientific community, I said, okay, if if you're able to interact in dimensions outside of our own, what's the criteria or how do you tell when you're dealing with that intelligence, that intellect, how do you know if they're the good guys or bad guys? I mean, what would your reference be? If these are multidimensional entities, you don't know if you've got a, a multidimensional version, a version of Mr. Rogers, or if you have a multidimensional version of Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, <laughs> right, the Impaler. Oh, so uh, how would you know? And if they're if they're an older species, which they are, because in those dimensions they would we're, we're a younger species. How how would you have the discernment, the wisdom to tell they wouldn't. Who they would have no idea. They would have no idea who they're dealing with on the other end of the of the line, so to speak. They would have no clue. Correct. So, so I said that's the problem: is you're entering the realm. You get data coming back. You have no way of of screening or vetting that data. I said that to me is scary as all get out. What do you flip a coin? Is it coming from the good guys, the bad guys, or is there? So right, right there, that's the problem of quantum co computing. But in that realm, again, this is speculation. Listen, the audience goes, ah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I understand. So just view this as entertainment, and this is free. The show isn't costing you anything. So just eat your popcorn and be patient. In that realm, that realm is the one that solved the double spending problem that initiated the white paper, which we know as Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, blockchain had been uh, the concept had been around for many many decades but sure going back to the, the cypherpunks in the 80s yeah and well even further further mm -hmm. it, it has its original roots in the late 40s early 50s uh, i can go back as far as the concept of blockchain but they couldn't solve that so what i'm saying is the blockchain and and we know i'm not going to in this show right now, I have I have some hunches, but the the longest running Genesis block, uh, sustainable blockchain, without any crashes or anything, is obviously Bitcoin. The white paper, Satoshi Nakamoto, and so forth. Um, then you've had, based on SHA two fifty six, and then yep. you've had other branches from that. But blockchain uh, per se. Uh, it was necessary for the next growth or um, evolution of the social construct. Blockchain, if you really look at blockchain right now, it's been heavily like fintech, been viewed as digital money or uh, finances. There's been a lot of speculation to involve, but blockchain is more than just finances. When you get into smart contracts and executions, uh, that can be done on the blockchain, it will literally replace the need of corporations. Blockchain can replace the need of govern governments. Yeah, yeah. It can. It can, that's it can what that, that's the whole pro, that's the whole progeny of smart contracts. Smart contracts, yeah. the power of smart contracts can completely supplant judges, attorneys, exactly. much of the yeah. legal system. 
Yeah, judges, attorneys, real estate agents, accountants, Correct. CPA. I mean, it just decimates. It it is everything. Yeah, it just revolutionizes. And then blockchain, the 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 inception, the concept of blockchain also allows robotics or AI to start exchanging goods and services and value. Uh, you can't do that with fiat currencies per se or physical gold or silver. AI and robotics don't work on that level. So the this is the beginning stages of blockchain, but if you really understand where it's headed, it turns mankind on its head and it's so revolutionary, it, it changes everything, the, the way of doing business. Blockchain is crucial. It's absolutely necessary because what if you can assign value to genetics, genome, or optics? If there's a CJ, you're still with us? Yeah, it looks like he's still there. If, if he comes back. Keep I, going, Jet. I, I, I have the control of the show. Keep going. Oh, if, if he, he yeah. uh, I, I sent him though on an email, uh, uh, Omix uh, chart. Oh, okay. Well, he, send it over to the private chat we have over here on the side. If CJ doesn't see it, then uh, then I'll, I'll I can which one it is up. it? Oh, oh so there you go. Send it over to the private chat. Yeah, send it there because I don't see it. It's it's it was a diagram, it was a it was one of the uh. Photos. I, I, I sent it along with the magenta photo. It's an omics genome graph. Okay, got it. Okay, I think this is it, okay, got it. here. Came down as a, a image, correct? Yes. I'm looking on my screen though. I don't see it yet. Should be coming up now. That's strange. Hang on. Look, they're jamming the show already. I think so. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Finally, it's just really small for some reason. That's it. Yeah, blow it up. Okay. This is uh, the term omics. This is omics. You have the genome, transcriptome. Proteome and metabolome. metabolome. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then below metabolome, you have the, the phenotypes, which is the yeah. categories. This, what's what, the reason why this chart is interesting? Planet Earth has extreme value at a galactic and a multi galactic level. Yep. Here's what I mean by that the genetic diversity on planet Earth is off the chart. It's an anomaly. What I mean by that is other planets, and many exist, Earth, the rumor has it, Earth has just an overabundance of genetic material. It's like a uh, biologist, an organic chemist, uh, dream of a lifetime to have a planet like planet Earth that has such genetic diversity and in fact sure. one of the one of the phds a... one of the phds that when uh, cj played that bright seed video 
uh, on their on their technology page, and and he's one of the um, employees. It's true. You mentioned like the plant genome is sometimes eight, nine, ten times larger than human. Genome. Sure. The complexities of your your proteins and amino acids and uh, your the DNA. So if if you if you wanted to say harvest or sell genetic material on Earth to other planetary systems or, or other life forms, uh, this would be the planet to set up shop. This would be the planet to set up uh, titrations or concentrations. This would be the planet to find the individual hero molecules. Yeah. Identify them, patent them, replicate them, 3D printing or grow labs, and then sell them off planet. Now, you guys think this is far-fetched and you're all laughing and giggling. I, I'm, I'm no, not, not, nothing's far-fetched at this point. Okay, I'm telling you, this is, this is where a mature audience would really need to take this seriously, um, especially at, at the levels of people that I'm dealing with. This is exactly what's going on. In order to break down DNA of humans, plants, and animals, to own them, patent them, duplicate them and sell them on the market, you have to have a technology like blockchain. Blockchain yeah. is a technology that can not only categorize and keep track. Of, Immutable ledger. There you go. Bingo. That's why it was invented. It has nothing to do with economies of human nations in the Northern and Southern hemisphere. It's, this is so beyond that, that, you know, you might as well be putting uh, Fisher Price blocks in, in stars and squares inside the, that learning tool of a three-year-old. No, no, no. This blockchain and these AI computers and these super corporations that are funding this, the real game is to identify and tag all genome, human, plant, and animal, claim ownership through laws, <laughs> and then take that genetic material and sell it off-planet. Now, when you're dealing with a fifth, sixth dimension, for example, you can transfer blockchain data into higher realms. It's, it's yeah. doable. It's, it's absolutely. Doable. Especially with quantum computing, you could absolutely do that. Right. Through quantum computing, that's why quantum computing solved the double spending problem. And in our dimension, in our realm, blockchain is the rudimentary financial system that works with five and six dimension entities, markets, species, and infrastructure. That's why it was invented. It took, we had, we had this beautiful planet. Now I'm saying this is, this is, let me preface this story. I don't agree with this story. And this story, I think, is a story that's developed by the bad guys. Just to use simple black and white terms, good guys, bad guys. I'm not saying that this is sanctioned or authorized by counterspace. This, this would be the group that the high-level humans interact with uh -huh. because they definitely believe that there are dimensional entities. 
we might think it's kind of silly or whatever, but they take it seriously. No, no, there, there, there is, without a doubt, extra-dimensional intelligence at play. There's no yes. other way. I mean, look how they put out the jib-jab, jibby-jab, and all the technology behind it. That is, that's demon tech. That is extra-dimensional intelligence at work with these mRNA shots. There's no doubt about it, man. Uh, Especially with the micro, micro nanotechnology and circuitry, we're getting to a realm that's that's three nanometers and below. It's insane, right? So when they broke the five nanometer barrier, now they can do this transhumanism project, and it, it gets even more bizarre. I don't know how deep you want to go uh, on go this storyline, but what happens is if, if if there's this is going on the premise, whether the audience believes it or, or not. Uh, the technocrats that are above the law and have unlimited funding because they engineered central banks and fiat currency, which was an convenient invention to have off-book black projects, and then they, they just can print to infinity trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. We know that storyline. That enabled them to hire the best PhDs in the labs and under, underground facilities to grow in technologies. Uh, they're in cahoots with multidimensional entities. They get advanced technologies from them. They contract with them. And a lot of these contracts uh, are back and forth deal with uh, DNA, sampling DNA, and then mm. uh, chimeras, experimentation with human plant animal DNA, kind of mixing them together. Uh, sure. this, this is involved with getting advanced alien technology that's been reversed engineered and then ways of, of communicating with these realms to establish commerce because earth is, is an extremely valuable planet. And these, these secret orders, these old fraternities, sororities, these secret uh, societies, and, there, and there's many of them, they're kind of the go between and setting themselves up as merchants, kind of the Wall Street of genetic material to these multidimensional species. It, it, it's a hierarchy. And we've been written out of the picture a long time ago. They want all the, uh, they want to put us in like CAFOs, like, you know, Tyson would raise and Cargill raise these uh, chickens in, in cages. They want complete control, and then they want to preserve. When they talk about the Earth and the, the Green Initiative and zero carbon footprint, things of that nature, that's code, meaning the Earth is extremely valuable. We don't want any of you going and visiting the Grand Canyon or Yellowstone or any of these feet. We don't want you camping and hiking. We want you in these 50 mega cities like a caged chicken. Uh, we don't want you polluting the rivers and streams or interfering with the plants and animals because we need them to harvest the DNA to auction off the DNA off planet. And so we're going to confine uh, you uh, useless eaters in a cage and we're going to control whether you live or die or we're going to change your genetics as we see fit with transhumanism and see if we can come up with a new byproduct. Because what they have to do is at, at the highest level, there's claims already made on the genetic material on Earth. Humans, plants, and animals have a, a legal claim 
that's owned by Counterspace. So the ancient texts talk about yeah. God. I, I mean, it, that the entire biblical narrative is about genetic claim. All of it. From, yes. And this is when I talk to churchians, right? These are the, the, the ones who belong to these organized religions, the churchians who go to organized churches and whatnot. They miss the point. I always tell them this. I said, listen, if you don't understand Genesis chapter 6, you don't understand eschatology, period. You don't get it. You don't understand uh, you know, what, what it talks about, the seed of the serpent versus the seed of the woman and what that means. If you don't get that, then you don't get it. If you don't understand where it says Noah was perfect, the flood story, which is in every major religion and ancient text right. throughout the world, right, uh, from the Sumerians onwards, where it talks about Noah and it says that he was perfect in all his generations. It wasn't talking about his, him being a righteous or holy man. It means his genetic code was genetic still code. intact. He was still human. The whole thing from the beginning of the age, and we're about maybe the third or fourth civilization on this planet, has always been about the blood. It's always been about genetics. It always has been. It always will be. And that is what this war is for today. Exactly. So what happens is if you use the uh, the account of Noah's day, and if there's anyone in the listening audience goes, oh, I don't think that really happened. Well, that's that's, you know, that's oh your, there, that's your understanding. So much hardcore scientific evidence that that did happen. Yeah. But go ahead, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at the evidence and they're, they're uh, to, to me, I'm absolutely convinced that there was a global flood. And I read these ancient um, texts because I'm highly schooled and degreed in that field, as well as uh, chemistry and environmental science. What's interesting, that story, just I mentioned this once before, but if the listening audience didn't catch it, in, in Noah's day, when he was he was perfect, meaning he and his family were not genetically compromised. They didn't participate in these genetic experiments, which were global and went on for a long, long time. Uh, the animals, when he preserved the, the ark, which was basically a seed vault, seed meaning genetic seed. Yep, exactly. Uh, the animals, the, the various species or category of animals, what was interesting is the animals were... Uh, GPS driven to the ark. Noah and his family didn't gather the animals. The animals right. were brought to them, which means those animals still had the original genetic. They weren't compromised at that point. So yep. the, the ark was absolutely a genetic seed vault. And seed, whether it's a sperm and an egg dealing with the male or a, a plant, a, any seed. Yeah, that, that, that's the only way you can get all these thousands of animals onto a, 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 a such a limited space. Yes, exactly. The seed, uh, in a high scientific term, the seed, this is very bizarre. I talked about it in my um, first retreat that I had televised. It's being edited now. Uh, for those that couldn't make it, it will be available. Seed, I talk about this as interesting. It's a program because it shows how electromagnetic energy folds. It's an instruction on how light folds. And if we, we do live in a holographic universe, so hydrogen is actually the first manifestation of hard light, light being folded into a reality that we call matter. That we're getting off, that's a different topic all in itself, but seed is very important. What happens is in these ancient texts and what's been going on through antiquity is claim or ownership over genetics. 
So the natural organic genetics that's been here for a long time, Counterspace claims ownership to that. Well, other multidimensional entities, according to law structure at a multidimensional level, if they can change ever so slightly the organic genome, then they can make claim of ownership, just like our patent law is today, saying, well, no, we didn't infringe on patents. See, we made the change here, here, and here. That's just different enough. This is our invention. This is our genome. So that's what they've been doing with GMO, genetically modified organisms, humans, plants, because they, they've genetically altered pigs. And this um, is what pissed off counter space the first time around, man. Yes. And they're doing yeah. it again. Right. So, we're, we're, yeah, this, this fractal pattern is repeating where yeah. there's been alterations of original genetic and then the new genetic code claims are being made. And then they want to market and be able to control and market the change GMO without permission from Counterspace. Because after all, we own it fair and square. According to law, we've made changes on so we're, we're getting into a, when it, I talk about a spiritual war, that's what I mean. It's a war over genetic claim. And it's also, to use the term, and this isn't a derogatory, but really who, who has the legal right or ownership of the genetics on planet Earth and as us as organics? Well, that would um, be counter space. Yeah, that would be counter space. At the counter space level, they, they claim ownership. And then uh, there's multidimensional entities that have made claim, look, if we can change the human genome, plant or animal, ever so slightly, then that falls under our ownership and our jurisdiction. So, oh, man, when a war it, 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 again, it, 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 again, it's coming down again, again, it's coming down to to blood, to geno to genomics and jurisdiction nothing's changed wow this is no, amazing not, nothing's changed so what happened is the um again you gave me permission so i i don't Go know if cj's it, falling asleep by now or if he's making a sandwich because it's lunchtime for you guys but <laughs> if he's still around this gets so interesting this story that i'm telling and i'm calling it a story if, if you were to talk to me privately 100 <laughs> percent, this is this is what's happening but i'll, I'll just label it as entertainment and the story for today. What, what happens is if, if this is the case and we have a genetic code that's claimed ownership of, of counter space and then counter space has the ability to uh, resurrect you if you're dead or, or make uh, prophetic promises as far as a reality that the human race can experience, they could make that legal claim and have authority to follow through on prophecies or, or promises and, and who's going to tell them they can't because they can prove ownership. But if you've participated in willfully through your consent to have your genetic genome altered. So oh, yeah. let's say you, you partook in these. Jib jab, jibby jabs. Yeah. Pharmacy, yeah, because I refuse to call them what they call them because it doesn't yeah, fit the definition. No, it doesn't exactly. So if you took the jib jab, jibby jab, you voluntarily you now you voluntarily you've had your genetic genome altered. 
who've yeah. you you, you who, have seed DNA now, corresponding DNA, something that ne- that does not belong to this planet. Right. So now you've got genetic material in you that's multiplying and growing, like you've seen in that movie documentary, and uh, died suddenly. Yep. Yeah. You 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 have uh, spike protein productions. You have this type of elastic uh, material that unfortunately might grow out of control on many people. And then, you know, they, they keel over from these strokes and blood clots. And then they're sometimes they're 12, uh, 24, 30 inches long. It's kind of gross when you see these videos and Uh, this didn't, this didn't happen five, 10, 20 years ago. Some of these people have been doing this for 30 years and this is only a phenomenon that's showed up last two years. So gee, I, I wonder What's the connection? Has anything changed the last two years that would cause this? Well, we know what the answer is. It's so if long you were... COVID. Lo- lo- yeah. Long COVID. That's what did it, Chad. Long COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They got long, right? Long yeah. blood clots is what it is. But yeah. uh, what what happens is that if you use your consent, which you have to in this uh, procedure, and your genetics are altered, now you're subject to being claimed by species or an intelligence that's in opposition to counter space. Now, what are you going to do? That's wonderful. Because now, if you petition counter space, or you want certain legal or military protection from counter space, counter space can say, we can't help you. You're like, what do you mean? We don't recognize you. We don't recognize you. You change your genetics, you idiot. Exactly. You don't. Right. Exactly. Now you're under the jurisdiction of these guys. What'd you do that for? And you're like, yeah, but, 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 but. But, but what? But I could not buy food. I could yeah, not. Uh, I will I have to keep my job. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go on a on a cruise. I, I couldn't go to a ball game, or I was threatened to lose my job. And Counterspace will say, "Look, Jet, it was it, it was the socks at Fenway, Jet. Come on, I had to take the jab." <laughs> so, uh, what what happens is we're, we're dealing with the complexities of legal issues and genetic altering that is way above our pay grade as human species. We're getting into multidimensional claims and we're getting into a legal structure that's off planet. This is extremely serious yeah. because huge. they're they're also wanting to, let's say they, the, the bad guys, which has a human tier to it, these, these numb nuts that are these technocrats, but there's a, there's a alien or a, a demon, whatever term you want to use, side to this, that... Um, An extra-dimensional side. To this. It, yeah, if they change the genome ever so slightly, they can claim IP ownership of that. Of course. But what, what they can also take over the body. Yeah, they, the, the body, and also control the consciousness. So now, n- now they're wanting to claim jurisdiction, for example, of consciousness, and it's a subject of debate, but it's interesting to consider what happens at death. Yes, and, and here's where you here's I, I think I know where you're going to go here. So we're not talking just about having total control or hijacking of our very neurological pathways affecting the modality of the axons, affecting everything from the hypothalamus, bodily movement, thoughts. You name it, but also at death, ownership of one's consciousness. Is that where you're headed? That's exactly where I'm headed. So this this Woo! is the whole ball of wax. 
it, it not only it not only goes but not only goes beyond ownership and control while you are energized with the the, uh, the ancient texts talk about the spirit or the energy, the spark, you know, because they, they've they've documented when a, a sperm and an so egg the, meet. There's now I'm seeing the ancient concept of heaven and hell, man. Now yeah. I'm seeing it. Go ahead, Jet. So, so now, so now they want to to claim jurisdiction that after death, in a uh, organic carbon sense, the essence of who you are, your, your consciousness, they want future claim and ownership of what happens oh, to the con after death. And sure. you're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This. You mean this? There's no way. They're like, Jet, you, you're absolutely insane. I, all I did was get... You're not insane. Every, everything you're saying is making complete sense to me, man. Because they're saying, I, look, I just, look, I got, I, got a, I got an injection and I got a couple boosters. I had government agencies globally tell me it's the right thing to do. Uh, it was, I had it to was, go on the cruise, man. You don't understand what Bahamas well, is like during the wintertime is nice. Yeah, well, in virtual signaling, I was keeping the community safe. I didn't want to kill grandma. You mean to tell me I did everything right? I did everything I was told to do. And all these experts say it was safe and it had been tested and 100% safe or 98% safe. And then, you know, it keeps going down to 80% uh -huh. safe. Effective. <laughs> I mean, now it's down to 35% effective and it only lands. Then you got to get a booster every six months or what. So, but I, I did all this. And you're trying to tell me, Jet Blake, that not only did I screw myself right now, Oh, yeah. Uh, where uh, my genetics change and I, I could be subject to uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, strokes and instant sudden death uh, in an exercise room, keeling over and the camera shows me falling flat on my face. But you're trying to tell me that I've also really messed up that claim and ownership at death and what happens to my consciousness. I go, yeah, that's how. Yep. Serious this is. Yep. And this you is where that verse comes into place. You didn't think this thing through? You didn't know? No. Like, no, all I know is I, I come home, I get my favorite beverage, I watch Netflix, and I go, well, that's the problem. That's but the Jen, problem. You, you don't see. The socks at Fenway, I had to get the pass, man. <laughs> I had to. The Yankees were playing. I had to get the pass to get into the stadium. You don't, you don't want to miss a Yankees-Red Sox game with a dirty water hot dog live in Yankee Stadium? Come on, Jet. So, so they they uh, th this this is so advanced, is so complex. Jed, it, it makes sense to me. Jed, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it makes so much sense to me that that scripture verse that on the last days that there'll be people that says, "Oh Lord, Lord, did we not do this, that, and the other in your name?" And God will say, or Counterspace, the supreme intellect, the architect of the entire universe, will look upon this strange creature. And doesn't recognize him and say, flee from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. Yep. I never knew you. That's what it's, it's referencing you. because counter space doesn't recognize the genetics anymore. No, because it doesn't vibrate with the same frequency that no. his creation and all of creation vibrates. Right. So you have to you have to vibrate in a frequency uh, tone that's recognized by counter space. When you have your genetics altered and they alter food, uh, beverage, they alter animal with the uh, 
Smithfield with the hog yeah. genetics, and they sell it to China, and they they genetically change chicken. So if you're eating, uh, drinking plants, and and now your human genome is altered, it's a different frequency. It's a frequency not uh, recognized by counterspace, which means you don't fall under that jurisdiction of protection or the jurisdiction of future prospects like prophecies or uh, a resurrection or any what happens after death with your consciousness now you're in the realm and the jurisdiction of these alien demonic slash klaus schwab world economic forum extra-dimensional entities you, yeah. you want to be in that group and blockchain is is <clears throat> it's not going anywhere you don't have to worry about quantum computer quantum computer the blockchain uh, they're going to protect it at all costs don't let them fool you one second. They know the value of it. It's 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 an interlink between our dimension and higher dimensions for trade. Blockchain is necessary to sell every molecular genome. These hero molecules will be owned. And God dang it, off. man! And also, basically, basically, Lucifer is the world's first central banker. Yes, That's what he is. yes this is central banking, man. Central this banking. is fractional reserve. It's fractional reserve lending and derivatives. That's it what is. it is. It's, derivative, it's derivative, but in, in a fifth, sixth dimension derivative. Holy Absolutely. Shit. That's what this is. Dude, we're, we're looking at an off dimensional stock exchange. That's yes. what we're looking at. We're looking <laughs> at an off dimensional derivative stock exchange. Holy yeah. crap. This is the fifth, sixth dimension Wall Street. And what's what's the product? It's genetic material, extremely viable. And blockchain is the interface between our dimension and their dimension for this trade to take place. And okay. if you change genome, then these corporations that are cahoots with the, oh, the alien, fuck. then they can claim ownership. And then that, that's why they've been instructed, start reducing the population, uh, start getting these sanction zones, uh, to preserve nature, forests, uh, you know, uh, Grand Canyons, the prairies. Start calling oh, people man. into 50 major cities. Shit. You, can, you can genetically man. modify them. But everything you're this. saying is what it's what me and Crypto Cowboy do on a, on, a, on a trading and brokering level is what these guys are doing to us. But on this yeah. exchange linked with content computers, I feel sick to my stomach. My head That's is it. spinning. Yeah, we're we're the commodity. So you know very well it's, it's as above, so below. As oh above, so God. below. So when you when you have like you you so well stated many many years, uh, you're accurate about how you know the birth certificate and the red number. Yeah, and, and that's trade. Yeah. So now all it is is it's a it's a fifth six dimensional Wall Street. It's genetic code, and and it's not one human or plant. They're breaking down the human into trillions of cells and hero molecules, and each particular hero molecule is auctioned off. So a human body or the human genome, plant genome, is worth trillions of dollars. Each molecular that's uh, identified and patented, each molecular protein or, or strand of DNA is claimed ownership. So they, you can have multidimensional entities own a trillionth of a human genome, and that's got great value, or own a particular hero molecule of a plant, and they, and they own it. That's their NFT. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. 
Un- unbelievable. And when they say, and folks, when they say it's, it, when Jet and I are talking about blockchain in regards to this, we're not talking about the Bitcoin blockchain or anything like that. We're talking about the blockchain as a technology, as a nascent technology on its own that is in existence and whatever blockchain that they decide to utilize. And this is why they're testing CBDCs, central bank uh, issued digital currencies and whatnot. Oh, man, it makes perfect sense. I mean, as above, so below. As a, so it's it's basically an interdimensional economy that's 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 supplanting this, and what is and what is uh what is what re, what is religion? It's economics applied to politics, man. That that's right. So uh, right. So now there's a jockeying be, between. Uh, it gets even more bizarre behind the scenes. Uh, I hope we didn't lose CJ. He's... I think he had a drop off. But uh, keep going. So what's (laughs) it gets even more bizarre. What's happening behind the scenes, for example, is uh, the the Catholic Church, for example, the its infrastructure, it it has legally claimed ownership of the souls on Earth, and then uh, that's part of the Vatican Bank, and then the the City of London uh, of uh, transactions back and forth. Now. Now it's a struggle behind the scenes. What's happening with with the uh, the Russian Orthodox Church, Greek Orthodox, Roman, the different popes, Syrian and, and Orthodox. Why, why they went down to Antarctica and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean this gets so that the old economic models, the Catholic Church has had claimed ownership of, the, the, as they say, souls, sure. and then uh, the value of a human soul. And then how it was broken down into trade of exchanges, stock ex- exchanges. But with this technology with AI and these hero molecules, the, the Catholic Church and some of these religions are scrambling because they don't want to lose legal ownership, but they can't prove they're in jeopardy. Oh, how do I say this? This is so bizarre, V. They, the, the, the scriptures talk about uh, false religion, world's false religions as uh, an instrument that's always been a thorn in mankind's side. You know, sure. False religion yep. has influenced people and um, created so, so a lot of harm and headache for, for humanity. And or organized religions kind of teamed up against counter space. And if, if, if there were true spiritual information, usually the organized religions would uh, kind of tag team and persecute truth through th- throughout history. So um, organized re- religions have had such wealth and prominence because they've legally claimed souls. And then they've uh, found a way to uh, put that on and paper and then market it and control at the, the banks at the highest level behind the scenes that the, the feudal population was unaware of. Yeah. But now that technology can break down molecules and patent it, the Catholic Church and other organized religions, uh, they're scrambling because technology has made an end run around them that can break down and patent through blockchain. You can break down a human being or plants uh, down to the uh, billions of molecules 
and have an NFT on each molecule. The Catholic Church didn't have that technology or infrastructure. So the organized religions are about to lose the claiming of a human soul through AI and these uh, corporate structures. And that's why we're, we're at a point where we will see uh, corporations who own these AIs and are changing patent law. Once, once they start claiming ownership of these hero molecules, the world's organized religion will be outdated and unneeded and they'll, They'll uh, they'll be destroyed. They'll disappear overnight because they're yeah. as obsolete as a Model T or a Model A Ford. Whoever drives those right. things. So that that's why the, the ancient texts talk about how. Uh, and then and then eventually the transition begins from carbon based life to silicon based life. Yes, and then that that's why they incorporate a one world government and a one world religion. Because mm -hmm. the one world government governance and one world religion is now based on DNA, this new galactic Wall Street market using a blockchain technology and selling genetic material. The old world model is completely outdated and replaced with a new world model. So you don't have the, the old historical or archaic religions anymore. Uh, they've been outflanked through technology and breaking down human genome and they're going to be out of the financial market. They're not needed anymore. So they're destroyed. Mm -hmm. They're done away yeah. with. And you have a new, now you have this technocracy, which is uh, key corporations, blockchain and multidimensional entities. That's, that's the new world governance. And so we're returning back to a neo paganistic priest, high priesthood of the mystery schools where only the initiates will have contact with these extra-dimensional intelligences who will be running our economies uh, and our trade, commerce, and daily lives, utilizing the interface with quantum computers and AI. That's it. Yep. Fun times, so Jet. Yeah. So they, they found, you know, that's why Antarctica is kind of an interesting place, uh, what, what's down there and, and what, what exists down there. Uh, whether it's certain types of entities or technology, that's why trips were made down there by uh, uh, this religious hierarchy. There's a lot going on that they're distracting. Yeah, I was wondering what was that big meeting in 2016 in Antarctica? <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, th that's what's happening is that this this inference, and they keep us in the dark. They, they have to, so they distract us with you know Johnny Depp's trial, and then um, Elon Musk taking over Twitter, and uh, Trump and Biden, Ford versus Chevy, and all this uh, mundane surface stuff. When really the big issues behind the scene that that's that's what's going on. But it's it's so complex. How would you ever? And it's, this is by design. You can't do it. How would you ever meet a family? Say you're at an Applebee's and there's a a, a nice uh, family sitting in the corner and you come up and introduce yourself and say, Hey, I don't mean to interrupt. And I know you're having a family dinner, but do you have a couple minutes? I just like to share something with you and say the family's nice enough goes, well, yeah, if it's just a couple minutes, sure. Kids scoot over, uh, slide over, let Jet Blake sit down there. And I try to explain this in 20, 30 minutes during it. He can't, this can't is so it. complex. It would take, first of all, it would take months and years to establish a relationship and trust. And then you would have to ease into it. We don't have enough time, V, 
to tell the world community what's really going on at the highest level. So that's why I've been relegated to spoon feeding 20% at a time, 20% at a time, trying to bring people up to speed. But we really need to get people at this level. There's not enough time to do it. Everyone yeah. will laugh and, and, and scoff probably at this. Well, I, I don't think a single person is laughing on this broadcast. I think uh, the way you've uh, delved into the subject has been masterful. And I think uh, from here on out, we can go full tilt from every for every future broadcast. But uh, go ahead and continue. Jet. We have about eight more minutes, but go ahead. Yeah, that's so that's what, what I'm doing. Like at my end and the handful of scientists were starving to death of course they used the monetary system to choke us out no grants no funding that's that's how they play ball you know at least i'm still alive i guess they could have gotten rid of me so they're nice in that respect but when i do research and i do these shows on outer limits and i do this research that's what i'm trying to do is give the audience background tapestry i'm trying to give you all the fine infrastructures of these corporations the origin how they came about, how the, the financial banking system, how patent law works, how they use colors, frequencies and tones, music and, and sure. light, uh, how to keep humans in a trans state, kind of a, a subtle hypnotic state through television <clears throat> and we're 5G and 6G, the telecommunication uh, that's important, these frequency emissions work with the nanotechnology now the pharmaceutical industry they are so advanced because they're getting non-human help yeah. and in the, the ancient reference here's I'll, I'll leave this is something to think about this still i'm still under this story in entertainment that's my backup escape clause <laughs> but and in the, in the ancient texas the scriptural account there, there's reason to believe that the the term that used the, the fallen angels or the fallen ones, some were watchers. Yeah. And so the ones that interacted pre-flood, they, they were able, they had the technology, they were to materialize and they picked various spots all throughout earth, Northern Southern hemisphere. And they set up these citadels. Yes. They were, the, they were the gods. The high the places. The high places. They were gods. Right. Some still remain archeological discoveries. Some are just sunk below the ocean because of the flood event. But <clears throat> when when they did that, my understanding through research is these were military scientists. Yeah. Aliens. Sure. So so these were the military slash scientists, military scientists of multi-dimensions that came down here on Earth. So they are working with the military industrial complex and the military industrial complex scientists. Uh -huh. they, are, they're, they are working with the human counterparts to achieve this agenda. And that's, that's why we went from Will and Orville Wright to 60 years later having a Boeing 707. And in between there, the, the transistor, the, 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 you know, the, te the, the tubes and then the transistor and the, tech, the explosion of technology, which is like, wow, how do we jump so fast in 60 years? from Will and Oval Wright to the transcontinental jet air industry. Well, yeah, that's because the human scientists got help from these multidimensional, and they tend to represent military scientists. So this is a military scientific coup over planet yeah. Earth. Yep. 
So yeah, I can I can leave it at that. But when I do these shows, that's what I'm trying to do is give you the background of what's really going on. With well, I'm, I'm glad you 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 fully you know pierced the veil on this because now it's gonna the audience who's been following you for the the two years that you and I've been doing this uh, yeah. is now we're able to go into into the we're able to get leave the kiddie pool and get into the deeper areas. So this is a okay. good thing. Well, so I'm glad you did it. And and if you notice, like. No, no, you should not be afraid. And you and I, we, 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 we bounce very well off together. You know, we're, you know, so I, I think right now the audience gets it. You know, so okay. I think I get it. Audience gets it. Now we're ready to go from the, uh, from the, uh, uh, the, the kiddie pool to the deep end. Okay. Well, that's, I'm, you know, I'm glad I got your permission, and I didn't know. See, I was nervous to do this. Uh, this uh, and time. I think most of the audience gets it. They, they, they get okay. it. They completely fall because everything we've been researching here. On this channel and, and many of the listeners on this channel now, it, what you've been saying, it's been all filling in all the, the, the holes that we've been missing. Now, it, it, it's what it is, man, how it has been from the beginning, from the foundation of this earth. It's always been about the blood. It's always been about the genetics and it's always been about the jurisdiction, blood, genetics, jurisdiction. That's yep. how it's always been. One, uh, 100%. I 100% agree. And I, I just would that, you know, this show, for example, today's episode, this should go down as one of the top 10 shows in the history of the internet. This is such 100%. a serious topic. All these other shows are kind of more entertainment. They might hint or they're, they're really like this. Just did uh, Elon Musk has released the, the Twitter files and uh, the shows collusion of intelligence agencies and no one's going to go to jail. <laughs> like, yeah. This is the more important stuff. Yeah, this is the way more important stuff. So I, it's interesting, the, the other shows, but really, how many shows like today got into this grand detail? I think it's maybe no. just a handful out of millions and millions of YouTube channels and podcasts, uh, platforms. Uh, I, I think I think this, this absolutely this was a home run. Oh, God, yeah. This, yeah, this was a home run. This is the grand One of the best detail. shows I've ever done, period. I've okay. been on thousands of interviews. This is definitely the best one I've done, period. Period. This this was a hell of a show, man. Thank you, Jet. Thank you, okay. Jet. And I'm I'm glad that we broke this ice. It All took right. us two years to get here. I know. You know and I knew that it, it would take time for the build up the audience, but mostly get your comfortability level so you can come out and 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 be like, oh, the hell with it. I'm taking a crowbar to this thing. And um, I thank you for for literally taking a baseball bat to this and start shattering paradigms, Jet. For that, I am thankful. Thank you that you've come forth and done this for all of us here listening in freaking awesome man great job um You're folks we're at the end of the program jet any last things you want to say no i just uh thank you for this opportunity and yeah i didn't i didn't know what else to do yeah. to be honest i mean this is and it's no holds bar from this point forward because we broke the ice we did. and and that this is my true intent all along Yep. And I don't think we have much time left. So I'm going to have yeah. to start shattering all these safe zone uh, realities and try Gloves to are off now. 3%. Yep. Exactly. Gloves are off now, Jet. The gloves are off. Okay. Absolutely. Folks, thank you all for listening in. Jet will be back next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, The Outer Limits. My God, what a bombastic, what an incredible show it was today. Share this with your friends, your family. This show needs to go bloody viral. This is not the 30,000 view. 
This is the interstellar view of what's going on. And it kind of supersedes everything else you're hearing right now is like tiny little ants moving about on the earth. This is the big, big picture, folks. The blood, the genetics, the jurisdiction. This is what it's all about. With that being said, he's the scientist at large, Jet Blake. You need to get a hold of him. Find him lurking in the dark regions of the Discord. And if you need to get on to Rogue News' Discord, email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com. And I'm just the monetary monkey of mayhem. We'll be back (laughs) next week. Cheers.